the Christ candle. May our hearts be aware of Jesus, both in his humanity and his divinity, as we read about his birth. As we read about his birth, our reading from God's word comes to us from Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Son be made present with us this evening, and that the grace that you pour out would reach our hearts and minds. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, We've reached the end of our tune. Over these past few weeks, we've been going through this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and the scripture behind the verses. And we've discovered that, that each stanza or antiphon, if you will, demonstrates a name of our Lord. We began with Christ as our wisdom from on high and our Lord of might, where we saw Jesus as the creator of all and the one who judges according to his perfect law. And in the following week, we, it was shown to us that he is also the, the branch from Jesse's tree and the key of David. And it was in these titles that we, that we saw Christ as both God and man. And we also saw that he holds the authority determining who can enter into his kingdom and who will be left out. And then yesterday we learned that Jesus is both the, the day spring and the desire of nations. He is the one who, who, who vanquishes the darkness of sin and death. And he fills our true desire, the true desire of every man, this yearning that we have for peace. And now today we look at the name Emmanuel. Here's how our verse goes. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. The original antiphon from which this was taken goes like this. O Emmanuel, our King, and our lawgiver, the hope of nations, and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God. 
Emmanuel. That means God with us. This, this title comes to us from the book of Isaiah. It is there that we learn about a, another king, a king named Ahaz. Now Ahaz was a, was a man who did not want God with him. He was the ruler of Judah during a period when the Assyrian kingdom was a great power. Now Assyria was pushing their forces southward towards Egypt. They wanted to attack the Egyptians. But there was a problem. There were these minor nations that were getting in their way. North of Judah was Aram and Israel. And these two countries had, had made an alliance, agreeing to combine their forces in order to battle the Assyrians. And they had asked Judah to join them in their fight. But Ahaz said no. And so these two nations attacked Judah and laid siege on Jerusalem, hoping to depose King Ahaz and, and force Judah to, to enter this fight with them. Ahaz, this, this king off by himself, was left trembling in fear. But Isaiah came to this man with words from the Lord, words of reassurance, telling him to not be afraid, for the Lord was on his side. You see, God wanted Ahaz to stand his ground and trust in him. However, Ahaz would not listen to Isaiah's words, for he had already made plans of his own. You see, he was looking in another direction, seeking help elsewhere. He had struck a deal with the Assyrians, promising to give them tribute in return for their protection. And so, instead of trusting in his God, he had put his faith in men. But God is patient, and he did not want to give up on this king. And so as a, as a show of good faith, the Lord had told Ahaz, ask for a sign, anything, and I will do it for you. God was going to demonstrate to this man that he would have his back. Unfortunately, Ahaz had already made up his mind, and he was going to keep his alliance with the Assyrians. So he said to Isaiah that he would not put the Lord to the test. Sounds pretty pious, doesn't it? Yet when God himself tells you to ask for a sign, that is not putting the Lord to the test. In fact, to, to not ask is pure disobedience and a lack of faith. For Ahaz did not trust in the God of his fathers. Rather, he had put his faith in the armies of the Assyrians, the people who would eventually become more of a threat to him than the nations of Israel and Aram combined. And so as a rebuke, the Lord gave to Ahaz his own sign. Let's look at Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. 
But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. Now the immediate context of this passage was that a child would be born, he would take the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, the Lord was rebuking this king by telling him that even though you do not want my help, I am with you whether you like it or not. And before this child would reach the age of choosing between right and wrong, so within the next 13 years, both Israel and Aram, those nations that you tremble at, they would be no more. What we basically have in this story is a man who did not want God's presence, but instead wanted to do things his own way. He relied on the strength of men instead of the strength of God. But getting rid of God is not that easy. Fast forward 700 years and this minor story about a, about a king in trouble leads us to the story. The story of all mankind. Joseph had just found out that Mary, the woman to, to whom he was engaged to, was pregnant. So he had decided to divorce her quietly. But as he slept... This happened. Matthew 2, verses 20 through 23. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This undesirable pregnancy was actually the solution to Joseph's true problem. This boy was to be named Jesus, which means Yahweh saves, because he would save his people from their sins. Whether you're a king who's, who has armies surrounding his city, or a lowly carpenter engaged to a woman who is already pregnant, your problem is the same. You see, these, these two men, they were looking at life through, through a myopic scope. They, they didn't see the, the greater picture. All they could see were the, were the problems right in front of them. And both of them were looking to man's solutions. The king, he sought help from, from a larger nation. I mean, when you're being bullied... All you need to do is become friends of a bigger bully, right? And Joseph, this, this carpenter, he was just looking for a way out. He wanted the problem to just go away. And so he would just divorce, divorce her quietly. And yet, neither of these men 
saw their true struggle. That, that their issues weren't with the world. Rather, their, their issues were with God. And the solution was Emmanuel. What was true for these two men is true for you as well. Sure, the, the world's going to bring about trouble your way. But your true problem comes from within yourself. Your sin has separated you from God's favor. And you are under the judgment of God and doomed to perish. In other words, because of the, the, the sin in your life, you don't have God with you. Rather, you have become God-less. And it is this godlessness that you need rescuing from. Dear friends, you can, you can try, to, try to save yourself if you want. You can go on Amazon and you'll find a plethora of self-help books. You can try to be a good person by giving to the poor, by, by helping out to the needy, hoping that your good deeds will one day outweigh your bad. You could be like Ahaz, and you can look to the, to the powerful people of this world to solve all your problems. There are plenty of philanthropists and, and government programs willing to give you assistance. But no matter how hard you try, no matter how powerful your allies are, you will not find rescue from your godless condition. Enter Emmanuel, God with us. This one who is fully God and fully man. The only one who can bridge the gap. This Jesus who takes on the very thing that has caused your dilemma. He is the one who takes up your sin and puts it upon himself. By going to the cross, he took upon the judgment that had been placed upon you. Brothers, sisters, what you need is a sinless God who fills himself full of your sin. You need a God who will get his feet dirty by walking down the paths that you have tread. You need a God who had lowered himself down to your level in order to lift you up to his. You need a God who became a man in order to live the life that you couldn't live and to die the death that you deserve. What you need is Emmanuel, God with us. Only God could come up with a plan like this. It's beyond our wisdom. And yet it is, it is so simple that a, that a child can understand it. Romans 8 verse 31 says this, If God is for us, who can be against us? Don't you see? 
The goal of God with you is you with God. His desire has always been for you. And this is why he takes on all these different names. Jesus is that wisdom from on high for you. He is that Lord of might for you. He is that branch from Jesse's tree for you. And he is the key of David for you. He is the day spring for you. And he is that desire of nations for you. And he is Emmanuel, God with us, and God for you. Let us pray. Father, tomorrow is Christmas morning. And many of us will awake to to presents under the tree and, and stockings full of goodies. But let us not forget the real gift that this morning celebrates. The gift of Emmanuel, you with us. May you guide us by your spirit and remembrance of your son. We pray this in the name of Jesus our Emmanuel. Amen.